0: Okay, here we go. My the Bennett Magazine. He's about to
1: get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back, sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last ghosts. This fella goes hunting with his buddy and he got the scope up and he goes, Oh my lord, I can see your house from here and your wife's cheating on you with another feller. He says, I've had it with her. Shoot her in the head and shoot him in the private parts And he said, I'll get that in one shot <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show
0: Alright, just a quick Couple changes we need to make to this Podcast The, the guy that goes hey, 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 Right there before we started I want that guy out You know the one
1: You're listening to Mike Adams
0: <laughs> This is the I'm telling you, this is the week that was I uh, all of the debts of the Corleone family will be straightened out tonight. Really, this is it. That's right. By the way, we're, we don't even know, we don't know what episode this is. Smitty doesn't know. Ben doesn't know. And ben doesn't out. care. I'll find out. And you don't care. Nobody cares. I don't care. What episode number it is? Two thirty-seven. This is. We just do these episodes ad infinitum. That's a little Latin I picked up on the way to work. Planet Mikey episode number (laughs) X-V-X-I-R-C-X-V-V. Brought to you by Pro Automotive (laughs) Uh, of Webster and Dudley, Massachusetts. The Pro Automotive, putting the pro back in pro-automotiveness. And you can go to proautomotive.com find out by the way, I got a text from them today saying my car was due for an oil change, which is it's so nice of them. They tell you with a text. Episode 236. That's what you said last week, Smitty. That was 235. Uh, ProautomotiveMA.com. They're at uh, Oxford Avenue, Dudley, Maine, South Main Street, Webster, and 8 Anglewood Street. Also in Webster, and they're the best. And also, I got to say this. You know, we have all these great sponsors. Mm. You know, I mean, do we make millions of dollars? No. But we sure do have fun, don't we?
1: <laughs> yes, we do. But you know what? They're really nice people. They're, they're good they're, sponsors they're to have.
0: They're real human beings who have great businesses that they work hard to make successful, and we sit here and support them because yep. they're good, not yep. because we have to. Yep. <sighs> right. Like, okay, Richie Talieri, right? He owns five restaurants. He's been he's been affiliated with Giacomo's and Pons in the North End and... Giacomo's in Melrose is is his spot. Great stuff. He's got two places called Public Kitchen. There's two public kitchens. Ben knows this because he's another kitchen. Didn't you go there this past weekend? I did. Yeah. I went there. Actually, it was was Monday. I met my, uh, no, it was Friday. I don't know. Whenever it was, it was it was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I met my brother Chris there and his wife Gay, who's from uh, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. They came down and met me in Reading, because that's halfway between where I live in scenic Upton, Massachusetts, and where they live in more scenic Portsmouth. New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So instead of him driving hundred miles to come visit, I said, I'll meet you in Reading. We'll go to the public kitchen. We'll eat that for was lunch. Very nice of you to do that. It was so good. Okay, and I had never been actually to the public kitchen before. Been to Giacomo's before, maybe. But Richie does such a fine job with his restaurant. So I go in there and the guy I'm greeted by the manager named Scott, great guy. Mm-hmm. We sit down for lunch and our waiter was a guy named Christian.
1: Now do you say, Do you know who I am? No.
0: Oh okay. no, no. I, I pointed to my brother. Okay. And I said, do do you know who he is? <laughs> <laughs> and so we sat down, we ate, and it was great. I had pickle, uh, fried pickles for an appetizer, yeah. which are really good. Yeah. And I'm a pickle guy. You know, I have been for a long time. And I'm not just gurking around when I tell you that, okay? So we, I had uh, a Caesar salad, and I had uh, a... Uh, Crispy f- f- chicken on a brioche. What's it called? Brioche? Brioche. brioche. Brio- I can't say it. A brioche? You just did. You did well. So good. Yeah. And, uh, and this shrimp, they have this shrimp. I got to tell you, it was delicious. And the, the people there were so nice. And it was like the service was great. And I, you'd say, well, you're only saying that because they sponsor your podcast. No, I'm saying that because it's 100% True. And I would recommend the spot to anybody. They, have a, they had nice free parking on the side there. Couldn't park on the street in the town, but they have a parking lot right there next door. It's What's beautiful. the name of the restaurant again? It's called Public Kitchen. Where and, is and it? In Redding on Main Street. And there's another one in Wakefield. So there's two of them. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because if any of the folks that go through that area have a need for lunch or dinner, stop in there. And they deserve your patronage. Tell them Mikey sent you. Exactly. Yeah. Or what, don't, if, or don't what if tell them you anything? don't want to go out and you'd rather eat at home? Then you should go down to a store, maybe Shaw's, Shaw's, yeah. and get yourself some TV dinners. Why go out? Why waste the gas if you don't want to go out? Or to eat? you go to dial- factormeals.com. Factor. Oh, yeah. Well, you know God what? Damn. Can I tell you something? That was a layup, too. Well, I didn't know what you were talking about. I, uh, hey, we're talking about sponsors I know the guy that did the commercial <laughs> I do, I, I know the guy that did the commercial You do? You want to hear him? Uh, I do, but hold on First, let me tell you I just ordered another box of the Factor meals You did? My se- for my second box Because the convenience My wife takes them to work I eat them at home My son likes them The only one that can't eat them Is my my youngest son who's got allergies Now hold on, let's run through this It, ri- <laughs> it arrives at your door What's it in? It's in this big box with you know dry ice And it's ready to go it, I mean, it's it's fresh. Mm-hmm. It's not frozen, but it's it's kept fresh even if it sits on your front porch for a day or so. It's refrigerated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you pop take them out, 2 minutes in the microwave and you got this meal looks like it's prepared by a chef. Oh. Yeah, did so you know the guy that does the commercial? Yes, I do. Is he is he is it a good commercial? Yeah, he's a he's a little strange, you know, I think he might be somewhere on the uh On the spectrum? Did he mention the fact that if you say Mikey 50, you get 50% off your first box? Let's see. Hey, are you too busy to cook? With Factor, you can skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, the the prepping, and the cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you got to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Here's your call to action. Head to factormeals.com slash Mikey50. That's code Mikey50 at factormeals.com slash Mikey50 to get 50% off your first box. What a bargain. All right, now, so we, have we done all the sponsorship? Oh, no. There's one more we didn't mention. I know the one. F- yeah, Mikey5. Yeah. Uh, the, the $5 off to my grandma's coffee cakes so when mm. you go to mygrandma.com for the world's <laughs> greatest coffee cake in the world.
2: Isn't it convenient that your name is Mikey and all these promo codes are Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And I didn't I never picked
0: that name. I've been be called that since I was 2. Is there a promo code if anybody goes to Pro Automotive? Yeah, you tell them Mikey sent you. Wait, so what would what do you want to be called? I well I, I never asked to be called Mikey. It's a little boy's name, you know? Right, we know. But I didn't I didn't ask for it. It's just, no matter where I worked, everybody always called me that. I don't know why. Do you want us to call I you I never Mike? stopped them and said, call me Michael, would you please? Like my, well, I was going to say my... Would you prefer Michael or Mike? I don't give a rat's ass, Bob. <laughs> Actually, let's go with Ed. Ed? We're going to change it to the Planet Michael Show. That's, Ed That sounds so boring, doesn't it? All right, so now, we did all the sponsors? Yep. If you need to contact us, go to planetmikeypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I assume you figured out the password to that. We got it. We're good. <laughs> That's right. We're back. <laughs> On Twitter, it's at Planet Mikey. Pee-wee Herman's dead, by the way. At what? Planet Mikey. Yeah. yeah, Pee-wee. 70. He's had his last whack. That... He's yeah. gone. He, you know what? I liked him. He's funny. You know what was Paul funny? Paul Rubens was his name, right? When my kids were little, we would sit down and watch Pee-wee's Playhouse. He's funny. It was funny stuff. Very it was, it funny. Good show. And, and you know, he had that incident, and so what? Big friggin' deal. Well, yeah, then, you know, yeah. I mean, who hasn't whacked a mackerel in a porn theater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben, you have it because you were when you were, uh, by the time you came around, there were no porn theaters. Nope. Not anymore. That's Combat actually, zone shut down when I was like eight. I want to, can I just do a couple of, uh, you know, I got to really remind me. I have a lift <clears throat> ride from hell that I did today, I may quit Lyft because of this.
1: On the road now, I'm <laughs> ready. just wait wait again on the on the again.
0: Okay, so my son's at basketball camp the, Celtics camp. the Ban in Russia continues. That's right. Yeah, we're banned in Russia, yeah. I saw that. We're banned in Russia twice now. Yeah. They banned us for something else. Oh, it was for the Billy Joel intro we did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they banned us for that. Wait, wait, what's what's wrong with Russia? They're very
2: protective over Billy Joel and Willie Nelson. Well, they can apparently. cram
0: it up their ass keys, keys. Here's what's uh, weird: I have my my son Willie is a huge basketball fan. He's playing in the basketball campus. I got to go to Worcester every single day. Now, just so you know, and I say this without any regrets, Worcester is a shithole. <laughs> okay, and there are nice parts of it. You know, the ballpark's nice, Pollard Park. You know, they got the WPI. Oh, that's beautiful up there. And they, and you got the museums. They're all really nice. The rest of it, it's a big shithole. Oh. The whole—I'm telling you—it's. They got potholes everywhere. The roads are awful, and the people are just bizarre. You know.
1: Whew. I think if you took
0: all the illegal immigrants out of Worcester, it'd be like a fucking ghost town. I'm telling you, it's crazy over oh, there. It's a sanctuary city? Is that what it is? I don't know. And it's every country they're coming from. It's not just... yeah. You know, but if you go there and look around a little bit, you say, oh, I don't think any of the citizens here are actually citizens. Mm. Anyway, that's just a little commentary on Worcester itself. I picked right. up a young lady today yes, with her two children. Yes. Okay, I get over there. They come out of this side alley apartment, and they get they get in the, they get in, they get in the car, and they're not saying much. It's maybe a five year old, where was boy this? and a seven year old girl. Yeah, and the mother. Where was this? It was in Worcester, and they're very. Uh, you know, the mother's young, and she got the two kids. And so they get in the car. She gets on the phone right away. So we're driving. This ride has a stop. It tells me on my app. Okay, it's a stop. So that happens all the time. People go to Dunkin's. They drop off kids at their grandmother's and. They, and then they go back home. Well, the stop was this. She gets out of the car, leaves the kids in the car, walks half halfway down the block, meets this guy, exchanges something with him, gives him money and takes something from him. What it was a fucking drug deal is what it was. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> There's no question about it. I know I know what I'm talking about. I said, oh, she's getting drugs. Yeah. She got the kids in the backseat of the car. And she's out getting drugs from this clown who walks up on the street and he's wearing a mask. Yeah. It's like a beautiful day, and there's no more COVID, and he's wearing a mask. Why? I don't know. So she buys the drugs from him, gets in the car, and then she gets on the phone. She's calling somebody, and she's saying, Oh, uh, yeah, tell him I need money. As bet, she starts yelling at somebody on the other end of the phone, and then some woman's on the other end, she puts it on speakerphone with her kids sitting in the car, and the person on the the other woman from the on the speakerphone is going, <laughs> swearing like every two words was just. Dis- then the kids are hearing the so, whole conversation. How old were the th- kids again? This was an Amish woman? And this <laughs> <laughs> And the mother of the kid says, Oh, talking to the other lady.
1: Oh, somebody, fuck
0: She says Oh, that's fucked up. And this, this is with their 5- and a 7-year-old sitting next to her in the car. I almost pulled over and said, you know what? Get if out. the kids weren't there, get out. Mm-hmm. You're a shitty mother. You're a disgrace. You're taking your kids with you to go buy drugs. And you're—and you're whoever you're talking to has a foul mouth like that with a 5- and a 7-year-old. They have no chance of being normal. No, those kids, you know, they hear that every day. Awful. Yeah. Oh, It just made me sick. I was like, is, there's really mothers out there that get away with this shit? No. And there's no one intervening, awful. So that was my ride from hell, and it made me think. Well, uh, you know what? Yeah, I know. I always have known Worcester's a shit hole, but I've met some really nice people picking up people in Worcester and thereabouts. Mm-hmm. But the roads in that town, and, and you just the whole feeling in that town now is very, very dicey. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to lump everybody into one big basket, but you kind of have to when you drive through the periphery of that town, you realize that. Eight out of nine neighborhoods are really shitty, mm-hmm. you know, and scary. Is it high crime or just kind of shitty? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm always packing. <laughs> uh, I pack tobacco into my bottom lip. And then I'm ready for anything. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Let's get on a happier note, shall we? Sure. Because, you know, when I arrived here today, I was already in a really happy mood.
1: So, mm-hmm. uh no, you know, he got here and he was in a foul mood because the traffic was traffic. bad. Traffic? Oh, don't nine, get me started. It took me city. nine minutes to get from here to this
0: other spot which it's only a quarter of a mile away. Don't get me started oh. on traffic because you know it's going to get worse. Oh. Because now what are they doing? Well, they're letting anyone who is in the state of Massachusetts get a license. They don't, it doesn't matter where you're from, if you have a passport, no. Here, you get a license, mm. no problem. And you know what? I'm already convinced that the traffic problems we have are due to... Landscaping trucks, <laughs> uh, uh, and you know who those people are. Every single landscaping yeah landscapers truck. yeah, but they're they're illegal aliens. Everybody's entitled to be an idiot. They're really they're <laughs> illegal aliens, and they're driving around. Every time you see a landscaping truck with rakes sticking out of the back, yeah. it's a safe bet that most of the crew is not an American citizen. Okay, and that's that's because they they like to make money under the table. Mm-hmm. They have to. They mm-hmm. don't have a social security number. And they're hard-working people. And I'm not knocking them for trying to make a living or for even trying to live in this country. That's not the problem. The problem is they're letting everybody in all the time, so the traffic's going to get worse and worse and worse. Have you ever been behind a landscaping truck? Yeah. Oh, they take slow turns. They're (laughs) afraid their rakes are going to fall off, you know, and stuff. So, But every time I look around and I'm stuck in traffic, I see two, three, four, five of those trucks. So do you get mad at the people that employ the illegal no. aliens? No, I don't get mad at anybody.
2: Hey, how about this? <laughs> That's who's, uh, who's Governor bullshit, Pritzker? Bullshit, because I think one of the quotes from you from before we started was, I'm going to shit down your neck. <laughs> you did that was, say that. That was Michael. a direct quote from you. <laughs> I can't I remember who's was directed to you. To. Might have been me. I wasn't even talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Who's uh, who's Governor Pritzker? He's uh, not
0: He's not Michigan. Where Chicago. Is he? Chicago. It's a Chicago. No, I don't know. Wherever the hell he is he? He's out in the Midwest somewhere. <laughs> he has signed law that uh, he's going to be encouraging illegals, these are people who are not U.S. citizens, to become police officers. Perfect. Ma- imagine having the illegals arrest you. Well, they won't arrest anybody else that is in the same situation. So, so probably these members of the cartel now. That would be Illinois. Right. By right. The way. Well, Illinois. Okay. Well, China has police forces here. Yeah, that's true. They, In New York. I mean, it's like this country is being completely overrun under the table and of course Joe Biden isn't is clueless. He doesn't even know where his shoes are. Nah, he knows what's going on. Okay, so I thought we were going to switch this to a happy podcast. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, ready?
2: Yeah. We to talk about that melting candle Mitch McConnell. Are you- <laughs>
0: he, he is gross. <laughs> he is Okay. When he talks, he sounds like Elm, uh, Not Elmer Fudd Who's he sound like? <laughs> like a doddering old fool he, he sounds like Boomhower doing an Elmer Fudd
2: impression There he,
0: you go Right, and he and Biden should just sit in a little <laughs> Rocking chair somewhere and talk to each other all day And not touch any governmental procedures mm. Both of them Just sit there and just talk to each other You know, and just keep, Take our minds off of both of you I thought we were going to switch this podcast to a happy food subject. How about birthdays? You have <laughs> <your heartbreak, indigestion. laughs> hey, they have a new one of those. I know, it's sounds with, good. With Mexican food. It's cute. They're talking about Mexican food. <laughs> you know what? Honest, it's true, though. Yeah. I love Mexican food. Yeah. But, you know, when you eat a lot of Mexican food, you know how you know when you're hungry? Your asshole stops burning. <laughs> That's the only way to know. Um, happy birthday, 80th birthday, to Tom Bergmeier. Tommy. Who? Okay. All right. Listen to that. Did you hear that? I he did. doesn't know. Who? Yeah. Who? Tom Bergmeyer was the left-handed setup relief guy for the Red Sox for several years. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> he was. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I got <clears throat> Mexican food caught in my throat. There you go. Let me tell you about Tom Bergmeyer. Okay, just I'll give you the brief synopsis. Okay. He pitched for a bunch of teams: the Angels, the Royals, the Twins, the Red Sox, the A's, from '68 to '84. He was, with the Red Sox, particularly effective uh, in his years with the Red Sox. And here's what his record was. Now, hold on. Before you go any further, what brings up the name Tom Bergmeyer? It's his birthday. Oh, that's what it is. What the hell? I just said that, I did not hear you say birthday. You're over there listening to your favorite tunes on the left side of your headphone and the podcast on the right side of your headphone. (laughs) Uh, August 2nd, on this date, uh, 1943, uh, Tom Bergmeyer was born, and he... His record with the Red Sox was twenty-one and twelve. This is as a reliever. See, I told you he was good. So that's sixty-three percent of his games he won. His ERA was two point seven two, and he was the 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 lefty they brought in to face the lefties. You know, okay, here comes Mickey Rivers. Bring in Bergmeyer. You know, he's a lefty. He was one of those, like Tony Fosse's had the same function. Only showed up against lefties, but Bergmeyer was extremely effective, and. Everybody says a good guy. Bill Lee played in a golf tournament with him down in Sellington. They all love Tom Bergmeier. I just want to say happy birthday to Bergie. Now, does a lefty pitcher and a lefty batter make it hard for the catcher? No, not the – no. The the, the lefty batter makes it hard for the pickoff attempt at first base. This is why all catchers are right-handed. That's why there's no left-handed catchers. Uh, But the lefty pitcher makes it difficult for lefty hitter. You know, it's uh it's the platoon theory. Happy birthday's coming up this week in baseball. I got a couple of little baseball because you know I love baseball. Go ahead, Mike. Roger Clemens turns sixty one on wow. Thursday, the August fourth. Roger Maris' number. No, number. His number was his number was nine. Whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> This is why I like Smitty, the innocence of his baseball fandom. That's right. It's per, purely innocent. He, he could be eight years old and he'd be the same Smitty. Roger Clemens, uh, on August 4th, turned <laughs> turned 61. I took a tour of his chicken restaurant down in Warwick, Rhode Island with him, oh. with the TV camera. And he was great. I mean, oh. that day was really good. So I said, Roger, show me, show me the restaurant. So he shows me where the rotisserie chickens are going around on the spin, spigots or whatever. And he goes, well, this is where the chicken spins around. He says, you see how there's a tray down there, catches all the juices. And he just he doesn't know what he's talking about. But it was fun. Uh, so, happy birthday. And one of my favorite all-time Red Sox players, and Bill Lee as well, his buddy, his pal, Bernie Carbo, has a birthday coming up on the 5th of August. Tim Wakefield, August 2nd. Today? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. How old is he, A 100. I had to give him a ride one time. I had to give him a ride from Waltham Ford to to his house because he left his truck there. Where did he live? I don't know. He lived nearby somewhere in Waltham, some of those condo places or whatever. And he was a really good guy. Uh, But Bernie Carbo, I'd spent a lot of time with down in Florida and partied like it was 1969 with him. It was an unbelievable, he and I Bill Lee, we spent a week of just like phew, abusing uh, ourselves. <laughs> uh, and Bernie, was one of the finest people you'll ever meet in your life and one of the most fun people. Uh, we got to get him on this podcast. Let's get Bernie, let, let me work on that. Let me get Bernie on the podcast. If anybody can do it, Mike, you can. Well, he's like a minister now. You know, he's totally changed. You know, he was a wild man, you know, drinking and drugs and get, now he's like, He found the Lord, but he's still the same Bernie Carter. Where'd he find him? Extremely lovable. And my final baseball note for today is, and I hope you understand these terms I'm going to use here. I will understand all of them. Do you know what winning percentage is for a pitcher? 12. (laughs) Winning percentage is the percentage of games that that pitcher gets the decision in that's a win as opposed to a loss.
1: I see. You know,
0: and some of the classic all-time guys have a high winning percentage. You know, and uh, and anything over five fifty is real good, but mm-hmm. anything over six is spectacular. I'm going to mention a guy named Jamie Moyer. Uh, now Jamie Moyer yeah. threw nothing but junk. Soft tossing left lefty. soft toss. A soft toss left-hander for the. And and uh, he was that. But he stuck around forever. He pitched 25 years <laughs> in the major leagues. Wow, which is incredible. And he was the son of Digger, son-in-law of Digger Phelps. Really, I didn't know. Oh, I think I did know that at one point. So here's the thing on Jamie Moyer: the Red Sox had him; they grabbed him, and he was on the Red Sox. Ninety-six. He was seven and one. They trade him for Darren Bragg Mm -hmm. to Seattle. Now, all Jamie Moyer did from 1996, when the Red Sox had him, until 2003, which is an eight-year period, and he was. Jamie Moyer was between the age of 33 and 40. So he was in the twilight of his career, supposedly. He was 126 wins, 56 losses, for a winning percentage of 692. And somehow the Red Sox let him get away to Seattle for Darren fucking Bragg, who is nothing to brag about. Hit a grand slam off Randy Johnson one time. So? That's it. I was gonna tell you about my my one success in life, but I don't think I should mention it. It only happened once. Anyway, Jamie Moyer was the biggest one of the biggest blown save situations ever by the Red Sox in 1996. Who was running the team? Was it Lou Gorman then? Must I? Uh, I think it was Duquette. Was it? I think it's Duquette. Jamie Moyer, 126 and 56, 70 games over 500 for a left-hander it was probably available at a ridiculously low price. And you know how much they were paying him, the Red Sox were paying him
2: $825,000. Wow. That's it, huh? He made 80 just under $84 million in his career.
0: Not, Not bad. bad. Yeah, that's Not hell that's, that's that's more than I've made. 84 million. Wow. Uh, speaking of people who didn't make much in their career, uh, this is uh I discovered this YouTube video of a guy that I remember in the 60s had some hits. Mhm. And his father was a very famous guy who made a million zillion zillion trillion gillion dollars in the show business industry. He's a legend it's named Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Uh, his son Gary Lewis, who was kind of a no talent dweeb back then, <laughs> but they had a really good hit making machine writing songs for him, and and uh, they got on the Ed Sullivan Show, and they you know lip synced halfway through the Gary Lewis and the Playboys sold a lot of records in the in the mid to late sixties. Yeah. They just did. The problem is that Gary Lewis, who has no talent whatsoever, went out and, and figured he could still make a living or a lot of money doing all of his old hits in front of crowds of people in smaller venues. So you mean he's out there right now well, today do, doing I, these songs? I hope today he's sitting somewhere and just minding his own business because I found, listen to how he sounds... Now, like he sounds like a like a whining. I don't know. Let's play this. This isn't even now. Do you know when this was from? It, when it was, it was 2004.
1: Okay, wow. so, so I'm he sure he doesn't sound any better. "Quote unquote good." Dude. Listen to this. This is Gary Lewis and Playboys. Awful. If you need someone to count on, count me in. Someone you can rely on. He sounds like Jerry Lewis. Through thick and thin. When you start to
0: Okay, no, he did listen to this one. He,
1: these are his I hits. I
0: uh, oh, know we had to listen to these commercials That's on YouTube. He, he, did, he always, obviously, doing his hits. Listen to this one Everybody Loves a Clown.
1: Everybody loves a clown, so why don't you? Hey, lady. <laughs> Everybody laughs at the things and that they say do. and do.
0: I can, I can do a good impersonation of him. you <laughs> wow all right so anyway that's oh here's one more one more why not D- this diamond ring this should be good who wants
1: to buy this ring? it's his
0: voice crowd goes insane it's like it's like his voice is nasal it's like who wants to buy? it's like it's terrible anyway well the reason i bring that up is not because i hate him you want me to get him on the phone no, I no, no yeah. I don't. You know, it's embarrassing. It's you know. shit like that that makes me go. Really,
2: Mikey, the '60s was the greatest decade of
0: music. <laughs> but but the songs, actually, the songs that that the band did were, were decent little pop tunes. They were produced based, well. They had they were had that band, but the the wrecking crew, the the hit making machine, they studio uh, studioized the whole process. Yeah. And now he's out there doing it live, and it's Ugh. like, oh, seriously? Can't you find something? You know, uh, a sweater to knit. <laughs> Well, wow, he's, he's in a mood him. today, isn't he, Ben? Oh, you know what? I have one more baseball thing. Baseball, Ooh. really. This is a, an interesting th- and I did this cuz all of a sudden this guy's name came to me somebody or name his name similar came to me. It was like Fred Whitfield. Fred. Now, nobody can remember who the hell Fred Whitfield was. He was a was. nice guy. <laughs> he was on the Cleveland Indians. He's from, and he's a guy, I think he was born in Alabama. He's mm. a Cleveland Indian at first baseman and he had no he had very, very mediocre success in the major leagues, yeah. except against two teams. There were two teams that he was an absolute killer against. Fred Whitfield. Okay, I'll give you the example. Fred Whitfield, I think, he had 18 home runs in 1965, right? Uh, nope, he had 26. Oh, I'm sorry. 26 home runs in 1965. Okay. He, Ten of them... Were against the Yankees. Wow! Wow! <laughs> what? Twenty-six homers. Ten of them were against the Yankees, and nine of them—I'm sorry, six of them—were against the Red Sox. So against the Red Sox and the Yankees, he had sixteen out of his twenty-six home runs. Now there were other teams in the he league. He hit ten home runs against every other team. If he had hit combined, if he had done that, he would have ended up with like ninety home runs and and two hundred and fifty RBIs. <laughs> He was ten home runs, twenty six RBIs against the Yankees in sixty five with a three thirty eight batting average. Now, wow. what's his lifetime average? Like two fifty three. Two fifty three. That year, he batted two ninety three. He crushed the. It was Cause all because he crushed the Yankees and Red Sox. Against the Red Sox, he hit. I thought it was bad. Three, he hit three thirty eight. Fred Whitfield against the Yankees. No, no. Against the Red Sox, he hit three eighty one with six homers and 20, uh, twenty RBIs. Anyway, the point is that. He he somehow rose to the cream the cream of the crop status you know better than anyone you've ever seen play against these two particular teams and the rest of the time he's sucked. When <laughs> we get him on the phone, Fred Whitfield, yes, <laughs> yeah. and get Gary Lewis on the phone. Uh, Tell yeah. him he sucks too. Okay, all right. I think I've covered everything on page one. And as Paul Harvey used to say, page two. <laughs> on to the news. News. Well, a little bit. And now the news. I'm Dale Denver. Oil prices have jumped 16 cents in a week. Mm. I noticed that's three bucks per every time you fill up. Yeah, not, not a nickel. 16 cents in a week. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the that's all I have on that. And okay. I'm, I'm so disgusted. It makes good. me want to live, not lift drive anymore. <laughs> Trader Joe's uh, shoppers should check their <laughs> their pant their panties. Oh, pantries. I'm sorry, it says pantries. <laughs> Trader Joe's shoppers should check their panties and their pantries for two kinds of the company's cookie products that were recently recalled because they, quote, may contain rocks. <laughs> That's news. <laughs> rocks. Ben, it wasn't just their cookies. It was also their falafel. Really? Yeah. I feel awful about that.
2: Oh. Uh, oh. Falafel no, had the, rocks the, in it, the, too? The re- yeah.
0: That'll really make you feel awful. The the retailer announced in a press release on July 21st that it had been notified about the possible contamination by a supplier. (laughs) The two kinds of cookie products impacted by the recall include Trader Joe's almond windmill cookies, which I I hate, and Trader Joe's dark chocolate chunk and almond cookies with Mm. rocks. Mm. And now, it says on the package, now with rocks. Real rocks. (laughs) And there's crack cocaine in there. Um... That's, uh, that's all I got from that one. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. I got more news. You ready? This just in, Gary Lewis still
1: sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I found out f- through some dogged research today, because I was curious, how much money that we have as Americans goes out to other countries as foreign aid, and why? Did you do a study on how much money from other countries comes to the U.S. as foreign aid? because <laughs> there's none. Yeah. No. What what country would have the balls to suggest that we as Americans need foreign aid from say Liechtenstein? Well, maybe Liechtenstein. Lichten- Look Liechtenstein would hear about the potholes in Worcester. Well, see, that's different. Worcester has a bone to pick with the potholes, no question, but Liechtenstein's not going to help you. They're not going to tip in. Yeah. Nah, they're small, man. Bastards. They're like Liechtenstein They're so small. Um 50, okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. This is is my rundown of the, how much money we ship out. Okay, just to put it into perspective, $50 billion for 200 different countries, and uh, I got the list here. 75 billion, 25 billion more than those 200 countries got, went to Ukraine Mm -hmm. just between January 22nd and May, uh, uh, January of 22 and May of 23. Mm -hmm. So in about 14 months, 75 billion to Ukraine. $113 billion uh, is our total commitment to Ukraine through 2032. Since 2018, $594 million went to Mexico and Central America. Why? For protecting us against these uh, these border uh, raids? I don't know what they send that money over for. They give us a reason, but is it the real reason? Since 2021, less than two years ago, We've sent 228 million dollars to Haiti. Haiti is half an island that's totally, you know, devastated, mm-hmm. and and they have they do have terrible luck there. But my question is, why don't we just buy Haiti, <laughs> you know, and make it into a resort island and fix the fucking place instead of saying, okay, well here's here's money that can get stolen. By the way, all the money that we sent on there, Bill Clinton was big on the sending money to Haiti. Earthquake relief and all that money go ends up stolen. Yep, it's gone. It doesn't. There's no rebuilding going on in Haiti. They just take the money. No consequences. It's unbelievable how much we piss away as Americans to these countries. And you know, with due respect to the people who don't like Donald Trump, he he called some of these countries shithole countries for a reason. They don't produce anything, (laughs) and the it's not the people's fault. It's the people running the the place. The governments, Yeah. yeah. So, and they end up being the same. 20 years later, as they were when you put $228 million, same, it's going to be the same 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Always going to be the same. It's like Sam Kinison on the desert, you know. Why don't you people go where the food is, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, here's how much we give to Ethiopia. $1.13 billion. Did you know that? Ethiopia. Wh- why? Why are we giving them a billion dollars? For what? I'm sure there's a good reason, Mike. Jordan, one, one billion. Afghanistan, in, in order. South Sudan, Congo, Yemen, Nigeria, Syria, Sudan, and Somalia. Now, I, I may be wrong about this, but those countries don't do shit for us. They don't like us. <laughs> and we're giving, we're pumping money into them for what? What are we getting back for that money? Mm-hmm. we getting protection? Are we getting, you know... Munitions? We must we be getting, getting something. Something that makes bat- car batteries? I mean, what is it? No, we get higher taxes. <laughs> right. As, as Will Rogers said, the only difference between death and taxes is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. <laughs> yeah, by Jesus. Uh, I also have this. Am I taking up too much time? Yeah, um, you know, you're going on for a very long time. What time is it? It's uh, time. Uh, well, I mean, how long have we gone here so far? Thirty-six I, minutes. Thirty-six minutes. So someone's have a, been in listening my to my contract. This podcast. It says I don't have to go more than forty-five minutes on these goddamn podcasts. All right, but please, what else do you have there? Must be something of interest. It's great. What is it? All right, let me get my glasses. I wrote this in really small print. Yeah, you did. And now here is Mike Adams. And you wrote a lot. Okay, Cardi B. She throws a microphone at somebody because the guy threw ice or whoever threw ice on her, and she'd been saying, throw some water. It's so hot out here. Throw some water on me. So someone threw a drink, and she got pissed off and threw the microphone. You saw the, You saw this. Yeah, Cardi B. Cardi B is Belcalis Marlenis Al- Almanzar. She's 30. She's from the Washington Heights neighborhood. I think Manny is from there. Yeah. Ma- Ma- in New York City. Her father, Carlos, is Dominican. Her mother, Clara, is Trinidadian. Mm-hmm. Almanzar identifies as Afro Latina, which is, I never really heard that phrase before. But how'd she get the name Cardi B? She was named for uh, a rum brand named Bacardi. Oh,
1: okay, there you go.
0: <laughs> no, no, I thought f- it was the furniture store on the <laughs> South Shore. Yeah. Uh, she has a younger sister. All, all this is beside the point. I was just Cardi C. Up the I'm filling this up. So, uh, during her teens, Cardi B was employed as, as, at an Amish deli in Tribeca. She was fired and became a dancer at a strip club across the street. You as go. you do. Yep. Cardi B has said that becoming a stripper was positive for her life in many ways. It really saved me from a lot of things. Not so many, as you'll hear. When I started stripping, I went back to school. She stated that she became a stripper to escape poverty and domestic violence Mm -hmm. after being kicked out of the mother's house. Now, why why would someone kick someone out of the mother's house? She must have done something wrong. She said stripping was her only way to earn enough money to escape the situation and get an education. So you have two choices. You're either going to be poor, destitute, and uneducated, or you're going to be a stripper. Well, there you go. You could be both. She attended... Welcome uh, to America, Mike. She told her mother while stripping that she was babysitting. Uh, On October 1st, 2018, Cardi B agreed to meet with investigators at a Queens police station in connection with an alleged assault of two female bartenders. The victims claimed Cardi B and her entourage, quote, threw bottles and alcohol at them. She denied involvement. She was charged with two misdemeanors, assault and reckless endangerment. They were later turned into felonious assault. So she's thrown stuff at people before. Has she played the race card yet on this? Not so far. Okay. Cardi B sparked... Well, she does that all the time, but not in this particular room. That's correct. She sparked controversy after throwing one of her high-heeled shoes. So she doesn't just throw bottles and liquor and microphones. She throws high-heeled shoes. Hmm. Uh, And she attempted to physically attack fellow rapper Nicki Minaj at a New York Fashion Week after party. That was September 2018. Following the altercation, she alleged that Nicki Minaj had previously, quote, liked social media comments that spoke negatively of Cardi. Oh, so man. someone liked a comment, and so she threw yeah, a shoe yeah. at this person. Cat fight. In March 2019, an Instagram live stream from 2016 resurfaced, where Cardi B can be heard claiming that in the past she had, quote, drugged and robbed men who willingly came with her to hotel rooms for sexual intercourse. So she's a whore, <laughs> right? right? Uh, so, no, it's pronounced "hua." Hua. <laughs> she was a hua. So this is the lady who's winning awards from people for her rap musicianship. That's right. And her vocalization of uh, stuff like "wap," which is, we, as we all know, stands for "wet ass white pussy. Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Nope. 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 That's not what it stands <laughs> for. My, count me in, Gary Lewis. Count me in as someone who is not a fan of Cardi B, because I think from the perspective of cultural damage, she's a champion. (laughs) She's a champion of cultural damage
1: to society.
0: she, She might be a product. Throwing shit and, I mean the the song stands on its own uh, let the song just we're not going to play this. song maybe her Speech mom was
2: like that lift rider you yeah. had today maybe it was her,
0: her mom was an asshole okay so does that mean she has to be an asshole
2: well no you said those kids never had a chance so maybe that's yeah. a similar situation. Yeah yeah you probably that's probably Product. exactly who so what they're going to get
0: out of this house I'll go be a stripper and I'll I'll get an education I guess what I'm trying to say here is that why can't people be more like me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, total failure. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to get out of here because we at 42 minutes right now? 41. 41. Yeah. This is what I'm saying about the contract. If I go over 45, it's like me. It's like I'm losing money because my contract calls for 45 minutes.
1: It's true. too. You better call
0: them. in Cast- uh, Castigliochi. Hey!
1: Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. And she was lying in the grass. And she could hear the highway breathing. What? She could see a nearby factory, Joe. She's making sure that she's not dreaming. Oh, see the lights of a neighbor's house.
0: Now she's starting to rise like my Woody.
1: Take a minute to concentrate.
0: And she opens up her eyes
1: and saw Joe. The world was moving, right there. She was. I said the world was moving. She was floating above it, Joe. And she was. And she was. Take a breath, Joe.
0: This is where it gets difficult. Here we go. And she was drifting through the backyard she was taking off her dress and she was moving very slowly
1: true rising up above the earth Joe moving into the universe can you believe it and she's drifting this way and that not touching the ground at all and she's up above the yard Joe oh
0: yeah the world was moving she was right there with it, and she was.
1: Hey, 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 hey. The world was moving. She was floating above, above it, as she was. I can't can't do this, Joe. She was proud about it, Joe, no doubt about it, Joe. She wasn't sure about what she'd done. No time to think about what to tell him. No time to think about what she'd done. She was. Hey! Hey! What, are you making some hay, Joe? And she was looking at herself in the mirror, like Kirk Minahan, and things were looking like a movie. She had a pleasant elevation. She's moving out in all directions, Joe. Oh, oh! the hay. That's the last straw, Joe. The world was moving. She was right there with it. And she was. Hey! Ho, ho. Hey! The world was moving. She was floating right above it and she was. Hey! Hey, Joe! I'm tired. You do look a little sleepy.
0: I'm beat.